everybody. Hi, welcome to No Exit. No Exit. No Exits. Third this one's buffy a, sode. This one's a buffy sode. It's, it's about a buffy, buffy. Uh, We're going to talk about Buffy. Um, I am your, well, I was formerly known as your host, Wendy Warzone, but today I am your host, the migraine zombie. Oh, no. Bummer. <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah. bud. And I was going to go grocery shopping today. It was going to be like my first outing in a week. And I'm like looking outside and I'm like, it is so bright. The light is like scalding the inside of my brain. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't recommend it. Uh, mm-hmm. I would go a different day. Um, yeah. It is, is gorgeous. If you don't have a migraine, it's gorgeous outside today. Mm-hmm. It's still very snowy in my neighborhood, but it's very bright. Uh, um, who are yeah, you? What? Who are you? Who am I? Oh, yes. uh, my, I'm Hannah Hell. I'm your other host. <laughs> uh, and it's still, the snow is pretty much melted down here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it snowed a, a for little bit, but. two days solid. At least it was pretty much two days solid where I live. Yeah, um, it was like two days solid here, but it was not, it didn't really stick. It wasn't like, it was like a blustery, sticky, like just mm-hmm. spring snow. Yeah. And that's not unusual in Colorado. I, there, I had, social media encounters with people because it snowed in Albuquerque, which is pretty rare just in general. Uh-huh. And people were freaking out. They're like, snow in mid-April? I'm like, uh-huh. this is like, you're just getting the tail end of our spring storm. It's not that big a deal. Yeah. And then somebody's cousin or somebody on Instagram was just like, no, just no, that's no. not okay. And I'm just like, calm down. Yeah, <laughs> move to Colorado. Snow. Yeah. Uh, we were playing. Or maybe don't. Or don't. Actually, we'd prefer you didn't. <laughs> yeah, don't. We, if, I've, I've preferred that you don't for a long time, but now especially don't. Mm-hmm. Um, we were playing Arkham Horror the other day, and it is a complicated game, uh, but p- part of it is like you can draw these cards that have like, mm-hmm. there's different like conditions that can be happening for the turn. So there's just various like weather conditions or like urban environments or whatever. And like, f- like three cards in a row, we pulled different weather conditions. And I was mm-hmm. like, where the fuck is this place? And Ivor was like, <laughs> Denver, Colorado. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was like an ice storm, a heat wave and something else like raining cats and dogs that all happened in the same like turn three, oh like in God. three turns. And I was like, no, that could easily happen three days in a row mm-hmm. in Denver, Colorado yeah. and not even be, I mean, it'd be weird, but it wouldn't even it's be like. It's unusual. We don't really have ice storms here, though. Although no. we did a couple years ago, we had an ice storm in Denver, and yeah. I was just like, "What is this, Baltimore?" Yeah, yeah. Well, or we get like, like it wasn't really an ice storm, but we got that like bomb cyclone, snowmageddon, oh, yeah. snowpocalypse storm. Yeah, that we've wasn't... been getting some weird, um, weird weather phenomena here, uh-huh. like um, more the past so than usual. Of years. Um, due to the uh, horror known as global warming. I was going to say, due to the dying planet? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> womp womp. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is my, uh, fr- the Friday of this, I think, Friday of this week will be my official one-month quarantine anniversary. Okay. Yeah, I've been, this. today is my quarantine anniversary. Happy month quarantine anniversary. <laughs> I've That's been in real- quarantine for one month. It's a real, we should start I've been making having a, so many migraines. Yeah. It's unreal. It's not um, great for your, your bod and brain necessarily to be trapped yeah. inside your house all the time. <laughs> uh, we should make like girls like scout. I was never in Girl Scouts, but we should make like scout sashes mm-hmm. with little quarantine scout badges that are like been in quarantine <laughs> for one month, haven't touched another <laughs> living human being in 30 days, which mm-hmm. is where Danielle's at right now. Yep. Same. <laughs> Yeah, woof, you, y'all, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, I um, at least get to touch another human being, so mm-hmm. it makes it Yeah, I don't better. get to do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, um, I cohabitating with a partner. As mm-hmm. I saw something on Instagram that was like, the only option for couples right now is uh, long distance or living together 24-7. Yeah. We are all <laughs> lesbians now. <laughs> I was a lesbian the whole time, but I'm an extra a lesbian because I'm doing both at the same time. I have one partner who I'm living with 24-7 and one partner mm-hmm. who I haven't seen in a month. <laughs> All right. Mm. Well, um, Buffy. Buffy, did you have any um, intro segments that you wanted to share real quick before we get into our Buffy content? Uh, not especially. I haven't done... Well, I did do something spooky this week, actually. I do have a spookiest thing. I uh, painted... In this past week, I uh, started doing projects. That's not the spooky part. Mm-hmm. Um, I painted my... Uh, I had 
one of my roommates uh, who was moving out left behind one of those like just cheap raw wood Ikea bed uh-huh. frames. So I painted it all like black and gold with like occult sigils all over it. And I did the same to That's this raw sweet. wood Ikea bed table. So now thanks to a solid week of hard work and spray paint and acrylic paint, I have a matching <laughs> occult bed set and I'm pretty oh nice, pretty stoked about that it. That is pretty fucking sweet. Yeah, I'm pretty stoked. Yeah. I've been like pondering whether or not it's acceptable to go to my storage unit during mm. the uh, virus. There's never anybody there, but I do would have to touch the keypad. So yeah. I mean I if you know. did it if you did it with a yeah. glove that you immediately disposed of, I mm-hmm. think I would I would support yeah, that or just, personally. You know, Use hand sanitizer afterwards. Right, totally. But, the glove um, would just keep your germs off. Yeah, of the- because it's like I really want to finish, uh, like disposing of all of my possessions, <laughs> like getting yep. rid of all of my superfluous shit. But it's like, for one thing, I can't go anywhere. So what am I going to do with all of it? And then also half of, well, not half of it. A big chunk of my stuff is at my storage unit. So I'm just like, should I go get it? Is that a bad idea? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. It yeah, seems that's like it's one. like low risk. Like nobody should be touching my lock except me. So, um, yeah. but who knows? Yeah, um, it's not exactly essential. No, it's uh, we're having. A, I'm having a little bit of that problem too because I'm doing a lot of like house chores. So I want to mm-hmm. like I've d- I've done most of my KonMari discarding, but there's some rooms uh, now that I'm getting Kai on board that I need mm-hmm. to hit. Uh, gotcha. But like. So I, there's all sorts of shit we could discard, but where the fuck are we going to put it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. Unless, I mean, it's possible. It's I like, I guess it. I can throw it all in the garbage. Yeah. <laughs> I bet, I bet ARC in those kinds of places might still be doing mm-hmm. uh, charity pickups. So I'm going to look into that. But anyway. They might be. We'll see. Anyhow, um, uh, I think for me, my spookiest thing is probably just I've been watching horror movies. And the only one that I can think of off the top of my head is I finally watched Bird Box. Oh, um, I have another spooky thing. Carry on. Uh, give Put it a, a solid three and a half stars. You know, I liked it. I wouldn't show it to anybody else in a big hurry. I'm not like pissed at it, but I'm also not like raving about it. I thought it was yeah. good. It was just good. Yeah. yeah. It was like, fine. I yeah, watched I that liked movie. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your review of that movie is I watched it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I watched a spooky movie. Uh, oh. Kai and I finally watched Parasite the other night. Oh, shit. Did you? It was amazing. Oh my I God, would watch I it again. It I would watch it again with you, no question in my mind. It was totally. so, I would I would describe it, it wasn't not a horror movie. It wasn't mm-hmm. necessarily a horror movie, but it wasn't not a horror movie, which is mm-hmm. how I've heard it described, and that's yeah. really the only way to describe it. It's what it is. It's extremely gothic. It's like mm-hmm. extremely, extremely yeah. gothic. Movies um, like that, that it gets into like, it is, it's like, is it a horror movie? Well, it's not not a horror movie. It's kind of like, that gets into the whole discussion of like, what is horror really? Totally. Which is kind of like abstract and hard to pin down. I think um, this movie- A lot of movies that are like, that people want to win awards, um, they try to avoid calling it horror at yeah, all costs. Yeah, totally. Like, totally. Get Out isn't a horror movie. No, it's not really a horror movie. It's just like, yes, it fucking is it a totally horror movie. It totally is. Yeah, that one's straight up and down just a horror movie as far as I admit that you like genre films already, right. Academy. This one is so, it is, it's like three different movies. Okay. And it's, one of those movies is a comedy, and mm-hmm. one of those movies is like a, uh, class drama, and uh-huh. one of those movies is a like s- very gothic slasher thriller. But the okay. whole thing, it's like it's more a horror movie. Like not to like push my glasses up my nose, but mm-hmm. it's it's more of a horror movie the whole time. If you are super familiar with the gothic and like the tropes of the gothic, and you mm-hmm. know that it's going to pop off in a bad way at some point, so the whole right. time you're watching it, like. Okay, but I know that this movie is a horror movie, so how is this going to br- – or, like, I know this is a thriller, so how is this going to break bad? Mm-hmm. Um, and when it breaks bad, it is way off the fucking rails. Yeah. It's oh, wild. Oh, my cat. It's Tina. I heard it's her squeak. Tina. Little Hi, Tina. Tina. She's so, mad because I unplugged her fountain. Oh, honey. Uh, so um, Parasite was dope as hell. Sweet. Uh, yeah, I'm 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. St- have thought about it constantly since seeing it would watch it again in in a heartbeat bong awesome. joon who is uh, yeah. a gift to this earth mm-hmm. he's wonderful uh and the whole cast yeah. it is stunning mm-hmm. yeah, just it saying- has, i mean um song gang ho is one of my favorite korean actors he probably yeah. is my f- absolute favorite korean actor yeah, yeah, yeah and one of, and one of my favorite actors just across the board yeah he's, he's amazing been in a lot of good movies 
Um, everyone, I mean, I know I'm saying all of the things that everyone has said about Parasite mm-hmm. in every piece of media about Parasite, but it's every <laughs> member of the cast is stellar. Like all of the mm-hmm. acting is perfect. It's incredible. It's it's awesome. One of the best movies I've ever seen, no question. And I don't even like movies. You know that. Mm-hmm. So this episode is actually about Buffy, the vampire, yes. the vampire slayer. Buffy, the vampire slayer. Um, so we watched three more episodes of Buffy. We watched um, episodes eight, nine, and ten of season one. We watched I Robot, You Jane. We watched the Puppet Show, and we watched Nightmares. Puppet Show was super stupid, in my opinion. <laughs> Puppet show was really fucking dumb, but mm-hmm. the other two episodes were really good. Mm-hmm. I liked the other two episodes. I thought they were genuinely good episodes, and I'm starting, like, I know why people like this show in terms of nostalgia, but this whole time mm-hmm. I've been watching this show, like, like this is I don't, garbage. I, yeah, the whole time I've been watching this show, like, I don't, I think this is maybe one of those things where if you watch it for the first time as an adult, it's not actually good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like that might still Princess be true. Princess Bride is one of those movies. Interesting. If you watch it for the first time as yeah, an adult. Yeah, if you watch it for the first time as when you're like 40 apparently it's not very good it's not the same yeah well it's not that it's not good it's just that you don't get it yeah that's fair the way other people get yeah it. that's fair um yeah so i you definitely commented even just when we were watching i robot you jane that like the acting was significantly better way better so the acting was way fucking better it felt yeah. like the actors on the show like it's it's been hard, a little hard to take this show seriously because it doesn't feel like any of the actors mm-hmm. on the show take it especially seriously yeah. i feel like no like characterization also hasn't been super consistent there no, hasn't been a lot all. of like good dialogue or like so they're you know the actors i think have kind of just been like struggling blindly in the dark yeah, totally because it's not it this, hasn't like, been very well written so. yeah and I feel like that with episode eight, it really starts to click in and like the actors are hitting their stride. They're figuring out how to deliver this style of dialogue. Totally. And it's like it's starting to work a little bit better. So I think like, you know, the whole production is just like running a lot smoother at this point, And there's like a significant increase in the quality. So far. Yeah. So far, it seems it mm-hmm. seems like maybe like this is when it it started to get picked up for more popular distribution so it got more money. Mm-hmm. Like you can you can see mm-hmm. I compared it cuz I was just listening to our last Buffy episode and I compared it to Avatar how season 1 is trash for the most mm-hmm. part uh until you get to the very end but then the last mm-hmm. like three... I disagree but I also know what you mean. Yeah, it's not trash. About trash Avatar. trash mm-hmm. is harsh. Um it's my least favorite season of the 3. Mm-hmm. Uh Yeah, it's it's um yeah. It's just definitely much, it starts to ramp up a lot more. Yeah, it's just the writing isn't nearly as good, the pacing isn't as good, the voice acting isn't as good for similar reasons. The characterization mm-hmm. isn't as strong, and the animation is really bad until the end of season, or like except for the mm-hmm. fight scenes. Uh, but then mm-hmm. the last three episodes of season one, you see they either got more budget or they saved all their budget because the animation, mm-hmm. like you, you watch uh, the Northern Air Temple and then you watch the um, uh, the Northern Water Tribe, or was it the Waterbending Master? Whatever, you watch the the Northern Arab Temple episode and then you watch the episode with Paku and there's mm-hmm. like, the if you watch them side by side now, the animation is way better as soon as they oh. get to the Northern Water Tribe. So That's they were interesting. Clearly, I've never really noticed that. Yeah, the animation I is think, way super... I think, to be perfectly honest, when I watch season one of Avatar, I probably am not paying super close attention because not much happens. Right, because you're just trying to burn through it to get to the good seasons. <laughs> but you have to watch it as part of your rewatch. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and I'm showing um, it to so Danielle. That's kind for the first of what season, uh, episodes one through seven of Buffy the Vampire. Yeah, Slayer, it just like. feels it feels like. I mean, then the the I thought the puppet episode was super dumb, but mm-hmm. um, they it uh, didn't quite make sense. But no, but they it it clear it's clearly starting to become. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's always obviously going to be a monster of the week show. That's its whole mm-hmm. deal. But it's yeah. starting to have. It, I I can start to see these characters turning into people that I can care mm-hmm. about. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I yeah, enjoyed instead it. Instead of like, I feel like they've been like paper dolls yeah. up to that point. They're just like kind of throwing out random sayings. Yes. It's like they're not really interacting. They're just like each character is just saying and doing things. Yeah. And now there starts to be an actual like click where they're just like, this is Buffy and Xander having a conversation. Yeah, totally. Um, so the, the dialogue felt a lot more like natural or more like it just felt more better and the, the mm-hmm. acting, more better. Yeah, the chemistry between the characters is better. I mean, the cast is getting used to each other too. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know that they filmed in order, but it seems like they probably mm-hmm. did. Uh, TV shows film in order. Gotcha. All, like almost universally, TV yeah, shows that, film in order. I guess that makes mm-hmm. sense. Um, so yeah, it's yeah. it's 
it's starting. This is the first time that we've watched that I've found myself at the end uh, wanting to watch more because I want to know what happens next. Okay. Oh, great. That's yeah. that's great news. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because the other times I'm get, doing getting this. Hannah, convincing Hannah that we need to watch more episodes of Buffy has kind of been like, I need like a crowbar and an extension cord and like <laughs> need some things to talk Hannah into watching Buffy. I, it's not, a, so far it has not been a good television yeah, show. Not I have good. not enjoyed it. But mm-hmm. these episodes make me want to see what happens to these people next. Mm-hmm. Which I'm excited about. Yeah, so about. we started with a Willow-centric episode, which was um, I, Robot, Eugene, which is kind of like a, it's extremely 90s because it's, it's very so focused 90s. on like technology and the internet. And we kind of compared it. We're just like, I was just like, this is actually kind of like The Ring, this like uh-huh. old evil, like interacting with like new technology. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh and a bunch of but, actors so, on screen just saying yeah. some some nonsense about yeah. that technology, <laughs> some extremely dated nonsense mm-hmm. about that technology. Yeah. So Willow um, inadvertently scans um, a text that was actually, it was a book that was sealing the demon Moloch. And by scanning the text um, of the book, she essentially uploaded Moloch to like she digit she digitized this demon. She summoned him into existence in the computer. Yeah. And um all hell breaks loose. Um Malik is like messaging Willow, like pretending to be a teenage boy. Yeah, which, Malik like, catfishes why? the fuck out of Willow. I don't understand why he would do that. Like I don't understand. But so what that he can he the can point get, of that is. he can manipulate a mortal vessel for power. Yeah. But I also mm-hmm. he does say yeah, that he so. genuinely He does loves- manipulate the uh, that's Willow. true I guess so I, who knows mm-hmm. if he can or can't Willow says fuck, you can't yeah. well she doesn't say fuck you because it's Buffy but she says like you yeah. can't actually love anything that's a lie but like mm-hmm. I don't know maybe he does in his own way so maybe he just yeah. genuinely liked her and he, he didn't want her to he wanted mm-hmm. to try to I don't know it's creepy no matter yeah, what I guess maybe he was just kind of like who oh this human summoned me like I you know what are you all about yeah and, and let just me like, oh it's a teenage girl yeah yeah yeah, maybe his original intent, because the other, the boys, he was manipulating for power. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes. But the but Willow, he just like. Mm-hmm. So I guess well, he, was- he is communicating with all three of the kids um, in the computer lab. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's not just Willow, but yeah. he's like flirty flirting with Willow. Yeah. Um, she develops this relationship. Buffy and Xander have their first honest to God conversation <laughs> yeah. about like, hey, you know, like Willow's dating this boy, like, but she's never met him and she doesn't know what he looks like. And we don't know if he really is who he says he is, which was like a big deal at this time in history. Yes. And Buffy, Buffy in this episode is genuinely a very good friend to Willow. Mm-hmm. Like she's very genuinely, even before she knows this is anything supernatural or a demon, mm-hmm. she's just genuinely concerned about Willow because she mm-hmm. can see that this might not be very healthy and is like, but uh-huh. is willing to like give it a chance. I don't know. Buffy just is a very, is very, is a very good friend to Willow in that episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I really like that interaction we, they have where, because uh, even, even <laughs> again, before they know it's a demon, when Moloch who's pretending to be Malcolm it's just mm-hmm. trying to kind of like isolate Willow, like telling Willow that her friends don't understand her, which is such a classic. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's a classic, tactic. like yeah, like narcissist mm-hmm. tactic or like abuser tactic. Totally. And uh, and classic, like, uh, that's a lot. That's how I've been watching a lot of leftist YouTube, and that's how like the alt right like recruits vulnerable young men into their playbook, mm-hmm. into their their ranks also yeah, has to that say like surprise me because no very one around you understand you yeah oh completely mm-hmm. so but Buffy and Buffy's like you're right I don't like Buffy's like doesn't back down and is like very mm-hmm. like Willow I love she's you like, and I this doesn't she, I'm scared I'm scared about this mm-hmm. yeah and it's just very good Willow is like well Malcolm said you wouldn't understand and Buffy says he's right I don't yeah and it's just like she she doesn't mm-hmm. like try to the way that it's the opposite of the way teens often handle situations because Buffy is like setting clear, healthy boundaries and like sticking to them the whole time and mm-hmm. like not not being overbearing to Willow, but genuinely just trying to s- figure out what's going on. I don't know. I was very mm-hmm. impressed by it. And it, it it added a lot to the character of Buffy for me, too, because she's been kind of yeah, like. Yeah, I think so, too. This self, this kind they've of. They've all been kind of flat. You know, they've yeah, all been, yeah, kind they've of been super flat. And Buffy's kind of seems this like quippy, like 
not reluctant, but just like she's the slayer, but she doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. hasn't seemed particularly like noble as a hero. Uh-huh. But this was she's like, very she's very like Sailor Moon, where it's like in the beginning she's like, do I have to? Yeah, she's like, oh, I don't want to slay vampires. I want to go to the mall. But mm-hmm. now she's like yeah. it that focus. I think it was actually really uh, smart to focus the the sort of like building of that character that characterization for her as this like noble protector around like a friend around a human Mm -hmm. um, so that she's able to, yeah, we're able to see that outside of the context of like, she's not just a vampire slayer. She's a good friend. Mm -hmm. And Xander's not just a piece of shit. Yeah. Xander is really, I think is a good friend to Willow and Buffy in these Uh episodes too. Yeah. Cause you pointed out in one of the episodes that Xander uh, in that actually same episode that Xander and Buffy are on a, you know, breaking into the place and, Buffy tries a door and can't do it, and Xander doesn't, like, try to, like, make a fool of himself. He just knows that Buffy mm-hmm. is superhumanly strong and that if she can't do it, he certainly can't. So he's like, yeah. okay, what do we do next? He, like, asks, mm-hmm. asks the more qualified women what to do next. Yep. Which is a great quality in a man. Mm-hmm. So that they know when to ask a more <laughs> qualified woman for help. Right. Behind, because there's or a, always- or a, a more qualified person in general. Yes. But yes. not to circumvent a very qualified woman to find a qualified man. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So he, yeah, he wasn't just a, a, a rambunctious piece of shit. He was also like mm-hmm. a dude who clearly cared about his friends. Uh, mm-hmm. And he like, the Nightmares episode revealed everybody's deepest fears, which of course helps mm-hmm. characterize people as well. I don't, I didn't personally feel like yeah. anything particularly like, I mean, who knows, but anything particularly like plot or character relevant happened in the Sid episode other than all of the the puppet episode other than all of those actors did a pretty good job <laughs> acting seriously <laughs> against a, mm-hmm. a fucking ventriloquist tummy yeah <laughs> yeah so the so the um episode what was it called puppet master or what i forget i it already some stupid the puppet. uh Whatever. the puppet show yeah so there's so giles has been in char- been put in charge of the talent show we meet the new principal who's called principal snyder played by armin shimmerin who uh if you watch um star trek was also quark on deep space nine um He's known for being short and having big ears. Yes. I was it, <laughs> um Principal <laughs> Snyder is basically just like, well, if you're, you know, if you're going to be touchy-feely, that's exactly how you get eaten. <laughs> yeah, he yeah, they they I get my wish and they <laughs> they bring back up the fact that the principal was eaten several episodes earlier. They do say there's a couple of genuinely funny, well well-written jokes that are funny on purpose where the mm-hmm. principal, yeah, the principal keeps saying like, I'm going to be a principal that won't get eaten. And if you're touchy-feely, you'll get eaten, <laughs> implying that it was yeah. somehow the principal's fault that he got devoured alive by um, by teenagers teenagers by possessed teenagers possessed teenagers who are now all in various uh state institutions for mm-hmm. insanity one would assume yeah. so the puppet show episode kind of leaves leaves me with questions because so basically this there's this demon murdering people stealing their organs they're trying to figure out who the demon is they suspect this kid morgan who's a ventriloquist and his he and his dummy obviously he has an unhealthy relationship with his ventriloquist dummy the dummy seems to talk on its own so they start to assume that either morgan or the dummy is the demon turns out he's not it's like morgan's weird and has headaches because it turns out he has brain cancer yeah that was weird but they never explain how Morgan ended up with this puppet who turns out to be like the cursed soul of a demon hunter. Trapped inside a ventriloquist yeah, doll. Yeah, trapped inside a ventriloquist doll. They never explain how like wh- how he ended up with this kid. <laughs> yeah, nor like why he's like, yeah, no, the whole thing, it's mm-hmm. just kind of like you're introducing this kid who, and then the, yeah, yeah. because the demon tries to steal a brain, but then... It rejects the yeah, brain. He kills Morgan. He steals his brain. Yeah, he's but super then it smart, turns out Morgan has brain. brain cancer. Yeah, uh, and then the demon ends up, and being, that's kind of just like an off the cuff. Oh, it turns out he has brain cancer. Yeah, it's and as it's just like as they cash- never. And it, at this point, the character the character of Morgan has already been murdered and had his skull split open and his brain stolen. Yeah, and he was just introduced, and he seems just kind of like a like a, sh- poor, a poor shy kid, just a lot of kids mm-hmm. dying at this school. Yeah, <laughs> um, and and parents still send their their children there. Yeah, so a lot of like hapless teens meeting unfortunate fates. Uh, yeah, on the at the Hellmouth. Um, mm-hmm. 
it, uh, uh, it is as casual a mention of brain cancer as in the room when the yeah. mom sitting on the couch <laughs> says, like, I definitely have, have breast, breast cancer. cancer. That's basically what I got what the was. results of the test back. I definitely, definitely. have breast cancer. <laughs> <laughs> this was just like, oh, he has brain cancer. Anyway, well, he's yeah. already dead, so I guess it doesn't matter. That he had yeah. brain cancer, one could mm-hmm. argue, because he, yeah. he is no longer. He has ceased like, to yeah. be. Um, and he's, yeah, and then the demon, so yeah, ends they up, never the demon who almost what- kills Giles ends up being just some kid. He's another mm-hmm. example of just some yeah. kid who was not in it, like throughout the episode was not introduced. Like I get, I get that the he, point he is he was kind of there. Like, yeah, Morgan's they show to be him like a, doing magic tricks and failing a few times. Yeah, he's just kind of yeah. And then yeah, it's, no one. Giles almost him. gets his skull split open by a guillotine. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty brutal. Uh, and he, uh, homeboy who plays Giles, his acting has gotten. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a good act. You can tell he's a mm-hmm. good actor, but he's yeah, he's acting more seriously against this situation like he was he was legitimately shaking you like i don't know i just I, again mm-hmm. the acting is has quality has yeah. gone up i believe Definitely. that everybody experiences the emotions that they're experiencing yeah. now <laughs> yeah so they say so um oh yeah and principal snyder like decides to force buffy willow and xander into participating in the talent show and um so basically so they rescue giles from this demon on on the stage and right at that moment while they have the dead <laughs> demon and the dead puppet dude cuz like as soon as he killed the demon sid the puppet like died basically his spirit was finally free yeah um, and curse. right at that moment the curtain opens yeah <laughs> and the and the principal says like i i don't get it and then like it cuts to the closing <laughs> yeah, credits that was like really what is funny. it avant-garde <laughs> That was actually, and then then they're doing a scene from Oedipus Rex. Yes. That yes, was really funny. And then they're doing this very, they're like, Buffy, Willow, and Xander are very awkwardly, like, and stiltedly acting out a scene from Oedipus Rex. Yeah, like, an, like the, the, the intro oh, hi, chorus Tina. scene from Oedipus Rex, essentially. Mm-hmm. It's, it was, Maybe. that was legitimately very funny. Um, like I said, the show has begun to be funny on purpose, not just mm-hmm. by virtue of being very silly. Yeah, awkward. Um, There's a cat. Tina, there she is. Watch her not talk now that she's actually in front of the microphone. That's what a do you pod have to kitty. say about Buffy, Tina Bean? Tina, what do you think? Are you a pod kitty? A podcat? Are you a podcat, sweetie? She can't hear you because you're in my headphones. Yeah, well, and also, uh, yeah. She's also, c- she doesn't speak English. Yeah. Um, but, uh, oh, I forgot. We've also tail. forgot to mention, uh, I mean, we'll get to this in Who's the Hottest, but in um, mm-hmm. the uh, catfishing episode, uh, oh we, shit! Yeah, we meet the, Mrs. Calend Miss Calendar. Yeah, Miss Calendar, who mm-hmm. is which is a very st- silly name for a person, but she is a uh, uh, not a witch. She is a techno pagan, which mm-hmm. is very cool and theologically mm-hmm. relevant to myself, and also wasn't played for laughs, which I think is both such a relic of the '90s and also mm-hmm. very impressive of the show. Because yeah. nine times out of ten, uh, when pagans are on screen in any capacity in any television show it's as the butt of a mm-hmm. joke um, yes or the villain or the villain and she's neither of those things she's a she's a new ally she's someone who believes in is you know she because giles is just like i don't know how you're not going to believe me i don't know how to convince you of this but there's a demon in the internet and she's like i know I've been trying to figure out which one it is. Yeah. She's just like, yeah, she just like believes and helps Mm -hmm. and is competent and Mm -hmm. hot. Yeah. And she has, she's gorgeous and has the skills that Giles lacks. Yes. Uh, They make a great team. Which is anything to do with technology. Yes. And the puppet episode happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do Oedipus. It's pretty great. Uh, the next mm-hmm. episode, That's Nightmare. the best part of that episode is the way it ends. Yeah, Like totally. everything from that point where they draw the curtain. Yeah. And the principal's just like, what? what's going on? Yeah, the principal just says, I don't get <laughs> like, it. And it cuts to black. It's so yeah, it's funny. Like, is it avant-garde? <laughs> yeah, that's very funny. And then and they're is. doing over um, the closing credits, uh, Buffy, Willow, and Xander are acting out their awkward scene. Yes. Um, next is the nightmares episode where you get to mm-hmm. learn a lot about people, including Buffy's. Buffy gets much more humanization and characterization mm-hmm. as yeah, just so like a, we, a human teen person, not just for uh, as a vampire slayer because she mm-hmm. heard. Yeah. So we meet Buffy's dad for the per- first time. Um, the 
B plot of the episode or the B or even maybe C plot of the episode is that Buffy's dad is coming for the weekend. We kind of learn a little bit about her relationship with her dad and her parents' divorce, which we learned is recent. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, possibly even just since since Buffy's um, becoming a vampire slayer. Yeah. Her, her parents are separated. Mm-hmm. And so Buffy has this deep seated fear that she had something to do with her parents' divorce, which is a really common thing, I think, for kids to feel. <laughs> I was going to say, as with all children whose parents get divorced, I think, uh, mm-hmm. even if the divorce is... Immig- Although, probably much more so if the divorce... Like, I, I only have the experience of being a child of an extremely not-at-all-amicable divorce, like an actively mm-hmm. hostile divorce. Uh, so I, I imagine that that feeling is maybe less... Or maybe more when it's, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just imagine it's a different feeling when it's an amicable. Point being, Buffy's parents know, had my, an amicable divorce. Yeah. <clears throat> Personally, I don't remember ever feeling that it, I don't remember it ever occurring to me that it could have been my fault that my parents separated. I think I so was too I think young. My parents did a very good job of not discussing their feelings about each other in front of the kids, basically. What are you looking at? <laughs> not, nothing. I was just oh. uh, looking down because I was oh. clearing phlegm from my throat. Yeah, um, uh, yeah my parents uh, hate each other. So mm-hmm. that's cool. Um, but yeah, <laughs> and, but my parents also got divorced when I was three or four. Some, like I was young enough mm-hmm. that I don't know that I it would have occurred to me. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Point being. Yeah I, was, yeah, I was seven or eight, I think. I don't remember exactly. You had but, a, you probably um, had a little more awareness of what was going on than I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then my little sister, who's six years younger, doesn't really remember our parents ever having been together. Yeah, I barely remi- remember my biological mm-hmm. parents having been together because I was young enough. Um, but Buffy mm-hmm. does remember because she was a teen mm-hmm. and she right. fears it was her fault because her slaying uh, made her get in trouble a lot and caused mm-hmm. trouble in their household. Mm-hmm. And yes. wouldn't you know it, everybody's so, deep-seated nightmares start coming true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this kid uh, named Wendell, who's another kind of like one-off throwaway character so far, um, you know, opens his like book to read Tommy to the class. Power Rangers. He totally does look like he looks Tommy like from a, Power like Rangers. He looks like a chubbier ch- Tommy from Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like Tommy from Power Rangers if he stopped doing martial arts. Yeah, Tommy from Power <laughs> Rangers' uh, brother who's a stoner. <laughs> Is what it looks like. (laughs) Um, So he opens his book to read something for the class, and a bunch of tarantulas come out. Ah, dang! Don't you hate it when that happens? I know. Don't you hate it when you open your when you open your textbook and it's full of tarantulas again? Just a bunch of ding dang ranchos up in your book. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And uh, Um, everybody's like, "What the fuck is that all about?" Everyone's freaking out, and then Buffy happens to turn uh, to turn her head, and she sees this child, this like little kid, spooky child. Um, standing there and he he says something like sorry about that or something or something to that effect yeah um and it escalates from there (laughs) it's it reminds yeah it escalates from there we find out this kid is in a coma because he got uh Mm -hmm. what turns out it's very dark he got the shit beat Mm -hmm. out of him by his little league coach after a game Mm -hmm. and so this kid's in a coma and uh, mm-hmm. because he's trapped in a nightmare realm, because he's clearly the subject of horrifying abuse, um, mm-hmm. his coma in the nightmare realm, for some reason, like manifests into the real world. Mm-hmm. And, that's- and the Giles, uh, Giles theorizes that it's just because they're on the Hellmouth. Yeah, that, like that just astral kinda... projection is more likely to happen. Essentially, yeah. yeah, it's starting to be, which I actually appreciate mm-hmm. that they're starting to like utilize. Like, I don't know, we're on the Hellmouth for all sorts mm-hmm. of uh, just the explanation for natural phenomena, which I'm totally mm-hmm. fine with because all you need to do is build a good device to blame everything on, and the Hellmouth mm-hmm. is a perfectly good device. Like anything yeah. can happen on the Hellmouth. Yeah, it's like the X Men. It's like. Like, why can the why can this person do this thing? It's like, well, they're a mutant. Yeah, they have a mutation. Like it's non-specific. Yeah, they they're have, mutants. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They have the the uh mutant X gene or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. I forget. I haven't read X-Men in a long time or seen or mm-hmm. engaged with. So Buffy. Hellmouth. Mm-hmm. Trapped yeah, in nightmares. So everyone's nightmares start coming uh start coming true. Giles gets lost in the stacks. 
and he can't in the library read. and he can't read at Which one point. Which is really upsetting. <laughs> and you were like, this man is having a stroke. He needs to call yeah, 911. Yeah, he needs to go to the hospital. <laughs> yeah, it, it was very, it's a very like upsetting, not upsetting scene, but like the, the mm-hmm. actor who plays Giles is like acting very well as very upset by that mm-hmm. like i it, it you can see the devastation like upset on the, and disoriented yeah like and, distraught at the idea of not being able to read mm-hmm. um and buffy has uh buffy which, in all seriousness she's like she's like i have a she's uh cordelia's like are you ready for the history test and she's like what history test and then buffy has to sit through an exam where she's never been to class and hasn't studied i i personally mm-hmm. have that recurring nightmare all the time still i have recurring nightmares about uh stress nightmares about not being able to graduate even though i graduated Uh from college almost five years ago Mm -hmm. but i still have i had a i had a dream like a couple months ago that i had to go back to high school i have that dream all the time like i've had that dream and that i and then i was just like at at one point in the dream i was just like wait a minute why am i doing this i have a bachelor's degree if i need to learn this stuff i can just go take classes at the community college (laughs) like (laughs) Yeah, I've had the dream of uh, have to go back to college or have to go – or excuse me, go back to high school or back to college because I, like, didn't finish mm-hmm. a couple credits, I think, because I was so terrified I wasn't going to graduate right up until I did. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Sidebar about nightmares. I've been having this recurring dream. I've had it at least twice in the last couple months that I'm in a building, like a tall skyscraper building that is, like, tilting, like, Woof. leaning over. Whoa. Like, so the other the other night – I had a dream that you and Kai moved into an apartment in a building that was like tilted. Whoa. And like I was just paralyzed by the feel like I would uh, like went to your guys' place and everybody else was acting like, no, this is totally normal. There's nothing wrong. And I was like, this building is going to fall down. And I was just like paralyzed with fear. That's so interesting. At being at the on like the sixth or seventh floor of this tall apartment building that was like tilted over. And, like, all I could do was, like, flatten myself on the floor because it seemed like somehow that would help. Jeez, Wendy, that's that's so psychologically interesting from a dream analysis perspective, but also it's very mm-hmm. interesting from uh, the symbology of the leaning tower about mm-hmm. to crumble. The, mm-hmm. uh, the tower is a big motif in your life. It is. Uh, so much so that that... And in my sternum. It's, it's a big motif in your, in your life and chest. Um, that's so interesting <laughs> I, that you had a tower. I have dream. the Roman numeral 16, uh, tattooed on my chest for reference. Yes. yes for specifically uh, the for tower. the, mm-hmm. the ter- tower to row. Mm-hmm. Um, Giles can't read. So yeah, everybody's nightmares have varying degrees of like serious. I mean, they're all seriousness, but like, like Xander's mm-hmm. Willow's worst fear is that she, she like, it's, it's very surreal and funny. Like this must've been a very expensive episode to film. Um, mm-hmm. but Buff, yeah, Buffy like has to go to history class and hasn't ever studied, uh, doesn't know mm-hmm. any of the material, uh, and then can't even, she, tr- she goes through the whole class, can't even write her own name. Her pencil snaps mm-hmm. and then the bell rings. Uh-huh. It's like a, it's yeah. just a slapstick <laughs> cavalcade of like a bad day at high school. Um, mm-hmm. and then, uh, but then her dad comes and picks her up and, mm-hmm. uh, he sits her down and tells her to her face that the divorce is her fault. And that he doesn't want to see her anymore. Yeah. And and basically, he's just like, do you know, like, he says something just like, imagine what it would be like having to live with you every day. Yeah, because it says something like, you get in trouble, you fight. Like, imagine what it would be like mm-hmm. to parent that. So he just, like, speaks all of her worst mm-hmm. fears out loud and then dips. Yeah, and he says something like... um, I sure thought you'd turn out different. Yeah. Something like that. Which like, uh, you know, content warning, child abuse, uh, mm-hmm. at least one, if not both of my biological parents have said those words to my face before. Oh, wow. And, and this is a really emotional scene, too, with, with, you know, Buffy's fears about her dad and she, like, her reaction and, like, she's just like, and I think Sarah Michelle Gellar's acting in that scene is really good, too. It is. Yeah. 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 She's getting to be a much better actor. Um. Yeah, it's 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 a heart heartbreaking scene. And then mm-hmm. Willow, uh it 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 doesn't like jump cut, but like Willow is looking for Buffy, wanders down a staircase and ends up on stage mm-hmm. uh having to yeah, perform she... opera for a large audience of people. <laughs> they is say her the world's nightmare. finest soprano, Willow Rosenberg. Uh-huh. And <laughs> just very, very funny. Mm-hmm. Um Oh yeah, yeah, Xander Xander walks into class and suddenly is in his, just in his boxers. Yeah, he and Willow are like standing in the hallway and then they like blink and they're in the middle of class or they're in mm-hmm. the front of the class and he's just standing in his boxers, which like he's got a rockin' bod. I will t- I will give that actually, to that actor. Yeah. He's got mm-hmm. a rockin' bod. 
And um, and everybody laughs at him, which I think I was just like, I think if a teenage boy showed up to class in just his boxers, the other teenagers would probably be like, right on. You do you. Yeah. The t- teenagers the don't care enough to laugh at somebody for that. Mm-hmm. But especially if they're hot, like if they were a yeah. hot cis dude, nobody in that class would be laughing. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody. I mean, it was the 90s. So nobody in the class would have their phones out. Now everybody would have their phones out. But. Mm-hmm. Uh, there would be stunned silence followed by applause is what mm-hmm. I picture that <laughs> happening in an actual high school class. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> um, and then he's uh, wandering through a hallway following a trail of chocolate bars mm-hmm. and starts getting chased by a genuinely very frightening yes. killer clown. And it's the clown from his sixth birthday party. Yeah, And apparently. the makeup looks more like juggalo makeup than regular clown makeup mm-hmm. in fairness yeah, it's to very, him. It's very scary clown makeup. Yeah, it's got the big like Violet J Juggalo mm-hmm. eyebrows. I I forget. Are you are you afraid of clowns, Anna? No, but I am afraid. Like I think clowns can. I'm not afraid of clowns conceptually. Here's my uh-huh. background with clowns. When I was a kid, my mom collected clowns and clown memorabilia. Ah, uh, my mother is okay. a clown enthusiast. That's horrifying. Wanted to point. No, I think it actually normal. It desensitized me and normalized clowns for me. I never. Mm-hmm. I like. I had this little um st- like stuffed animal clown when I was a baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, so having a clown enthusiast, a mother who once wanted to go to clown college, and I don't know what happened between then and now, <laughs> certainly a lot of things. Because uh, anyway, but my mother now once all wanted college to go to clown. clown college. Yeah, now yeah, womp womp. Um, and she, uh, so so yeah, so I've never been afraid of clowns conceptually. Mm-hmm. I've always quite liked clowns. I watched a lot of Big Comfy Couch when I was a child, um, mm-hmm. but. I think clowns can be made into scary very successfully, mm-hmm. very easily. Like, because I just don't like uh, big, uh, freaky, like freak, freaky faces are hard mm-hmm. for me, regardless okay. of where they are. So, if a, cl- mm-hmm. a, a freaky like clown face, facial features, yeah, totally. A freaky clown face is as freaky as any other freaky face. Mm-hmm. If okay. if that's what you're, if you're going for fear. So the mm-hmm. short answer is no. Uh, the longer answer is that specific clown I found very freaky. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't afla- afraid of clowns growing up, but I was afraid of people in costumes. So like mm. people in mascot costumes mm-hmm. really freaked me out when I was like a very small child. I had a friend in high school who was still extremely terrified of mascot costumes. Oh, like wow. if they saw the school <laughs> mascot walking through the hallway would like dip down another mm-hmm. hallway. Yeah, apparently once uh, my I was like, uh, 18 months or, or two years old, somewhere around that. And let me just say, I um, spoke very early. I talked and talked in complete sentences at a very, very unusually young age. Um, so mm-hmm. my mom was uh, took me grocery shopping. So I was in the grocery, you know, the seat of the grocery cart looking behind her. And w- there was this um, cow, someone in a cow costume offering like baby bell cheese samples or something like that. Of course and, there was. Like, it just happened that as we passed, the cow went to go on break. You know, the person went to go on their break or something. And so apparently I screamed in this crowded King Supers, Mommy, that cow is following us. <laughs> That's very funny. <laughs> uh, and just much like the clown is following Xander in yeah. this episode. Anyway. Uh, and so- much like the the fear of... Uh, herself mm-hmm. is following Buffy because Buffy mm-hmm. Buffy finds the scary child, mm-hmm. um, and she is, sees the scary. So there's a monster. So there's a monster dude going around just attacking whoever he encounters as well, mm-hmm. and that's the figment, and that's the the kid's nightmare, and it's like a monsterized version of you know of what turns out to be his a person in his real yeah. life. Yeah, his yeah, little yeah. coach. Which um, seemed, I, I, I don't know about you, I got pretty quickly that I was like, oh, this kid's being abused. Mm-hmm. As soon as they were yes. like, the ugly man beat me, I was like, oh, this mm-hmm. this is yeah. A, yeah, yeah, totally. obviously a child abuse situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was going to be his dad because uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's always the fucking dad. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> but it's not. It's the Little League coach and he, mm-hmm. Buffy and this spooky child go to try yeah. to solve this problem because uh, mm-hmm. Giles is pretty sure if they can... Well, they, I don't know if they know once if they wake the spooky child up mm-hmm. that all of this yeah. will be over. Yeah. Um, um, so they so Buffy and the spooky child end up in uh, a graveyard. It's suddenly night. Buffy sees her own grave, her own open grave, and then she is thrown into the coffin. Or no, the master shows up. He taunts her. He shows, shows her yeah, in the coffin and like, buries her. This is her real life. life. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. which is my nightmare. That's my nightmare. Mm-hmm. Not only have I had that nightmare, not with the master, but with the uh, own grave buried alive. Um, mm-hmm. But that is being buried alive is my nightmare. That is my mm-hmm. way I would least like to die. Yeah. I would rather be burned um, alive than buried alive. Mm. I'd rather alive, not have to choose between those two, but I'm if not I going had to, choose to choose right choose, now on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. If I had to choose, being burned alive will be painful and horrible, and then it will be over. Being buried mm-hmm. alive, I will have yeah. a lot of time to think about You'll be how conscious the whole time. Yeah, for like Being burned alive, I would days. suck a lot, and then for half of the re- for half of it, you will be unconscious yeah. from yeah, smoke yeah, yeah, inhalation. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. Um, pick. Anyway, so Buffy gets buried alive. Um, Will, uh, Willow and Xander meet up with Giles. They realize there's like, why is it nighttime across the street? And why is there a cemetery there? And so they go over into the yeah. nighttime zone, like nightmare zone. And they see Buffy's grave and they're and they, you know, or they're in the graveyard. And Giles says, or they say, whose nightmare is this? And they come across Buffy's grave. And Giles says, it's mine. And there's uh. actually this very like adult moment where he's just like basically giles his nightmare is that he failed her basically that yeah that buffy would die because he didn't do enough to prepare her yeah his he like he touches the grave and has this actually very like uh touching monologue uh Mm -hmm. where he talks about like i i shouldn't you were too young i should have trained you better but you were really talented and the evil was so great so i just let you go and i'm so sorry Mm -hmm. he basically fears being an irresponsible authority figure to this young slayer uh and then as he says that buffy's hand bursts Mm -hmm. out of the earth and grabs him and buffy claws her way out of the ground and she's become a vampire which yeah. I think womp, womp. they they insinuate that that's Buffy's nightmare is becoming a vampire. Yeah, yeah, it might be Buffy and Giles's shared nightmare, but Could it's be. definitely yeah. Buffy's nightmare. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Giles is like, "I know how to fix this. We have to get to the hospital. We have to wake up Billy." Yeah, you know, which and they, is the little kid's name. They get to the hospital, and it's it's become like this like it's just chaos. Like it's there's a chaotic. Bees, there's giant bees and flying ants like outside just everywhere in this yeah. little California town. All the doctors it's just are like experiencing ab- all hell has broken loose. Yeah, it's a, a lot. I mean, t- not to make light of it, but it's a lot like mm-hmm. what I imagine hospitals look like right now. Um, <laughs> it's just a lot of people screaming all over but, the floor. Yeah. And, uh... Yeah, it's just, it's mayhem. It's just absolute absolute mayhem. mayhem. But Buffy Um, does use her newly found vampire powers to mm -hmm. fuck the ugly man all the way up. So she uh, beats up the ugly man. They wake up Billy. um, And everything goes back to normal. Yeah, Billy comes over and, like, touches the ugly man and basically says, like, Mm -hmm. you have no, he, like, labyrinths it. And Lamps mm-hmm. says, like, you have no power over me, basically. And then yeah, he kind he all he kinda like uh Freddy Krueger's her. He, yeah. He, or like F- Freddy Krueger's it up, or like uh fuck, he Nancy's. He, Nancy's, he pulls yeah. a Nancy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it and, Nancy? Uh, Am I Yeah, Nancy I don't know. Freddy, I don't right? remember any of the names in that film. I can picture Heather Fitch. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think in it's that Nancy. Scene. Nancy. What's the name of the yeah. the final girl from uh Friday no, not Friday the thirteenth, um, from fucking Nightmare on Elm Street. Nancy. Kai thinks it's Nancy. That's yeah, the Kai, okay. that's Kai's I'm pretty update. sure it's Nancy. Um, so uh, Billy Palmer pulls a Nancy. He's like, "You have no power anymore," and he pulls the ugly mask off of the uh, off of the dude, ugly man. the like crushed dude, and um, then everything goes back to normal. Billy starts to wake up, and then the actual little league coach shows up. Yeah, and he says, like, and, I've been coming here every day to see if he's awake. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, well, he's fucking awake. And all everybody now, like, all three kids and Giles know that this little league yeah. coach, like, beat this kid almost to death. Yeah. For losing a little league game. Yep. So um, it's 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 played a little more lighthearted than I think it yeah. might be in another Yeah, and I think show. there there is kind of, like, um, there is a moment where, like, the kid, it's like Buffy kind of like while she's talking to Billy Palmer, she kind of like empowers him to like face his abuser in a sense, which I think is nice, but not realistic. Like most 12 yeah. year olds are not going to like stare down their abuser. I think most kids would piss themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Most but, you know, but it's themselves. a nice, you know, it's it's a nice idea. I think that he's just that 
Billy Palmer is just like, it wasn't my fault. Like there, there are other players on the team. It wasn't my fault that we lost. Um, so I thought that was like kind of a nice sentiment. And I think that it's also, you know, at the time in the late nineties, it was still kind of like, so we're still recovering from the terrible impact that stranger danger had Mm -hmm. on preventing child abuse. Uh So I think showing that like kids are abused by people they know was like an important thing. Like even if it's not perfectly handled. Yeah. Yeah. That was a very new notion and it was probably of the time or a little Mm -hmm. bit ahead of its time in terms of Mm -hmm. portraying that. Um, It reminded me a lot. So in the eighties, there was like the believe the children movement, right. which kind of like went out of control with like the satanic panic uh-huh. and everything I was like say, I that. I just listened to uh, but, the most recent season of Uncover is about oh yes, uh, me the too. Satanic panic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I just finished it. it. Yeah, it's dope. Anyway, I just yeah. listened to that also. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but then Stranger Danger, really, and maybe I'm messing up the timeline a little bit, but of course, all these movements are kind of like overlapping over each other. Yeah, because yeah, they all kind like, of cut and dry it was like this that. domino but effect stranger, from, like, da- stranger danger was like the worst thing that ever happened for preventing child abuse right because in as a matter of fact uh it's not usually strangers not only sometimes it, not only do you need to be able to ask strangers for help in dangerous situations mm-hmm. but uh strangers do i think i don't know it we, we don't have to get into yeah. why specifically but yeah mo- most mostly like most, not only most children, but most people are abused or victimized by people they know pretty well. Yes. Yeah. That they know. Yeah. They know personally yeah. pretty well, or at least, yeah, the, the closer in contact. Mm, or at least like most is, children are abused by trusted adults. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's, it's hard. Like uh, children are like animals a little bit and then it's hard to get close to a child mm-hmm. unless they trust you in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so anyway, I, so that so that's where and then the episode's just like uh they're just like, man, I can't believe a little lead coach would do something like that. Um and you know, and then Xander's just like, You must never have seen any little league games. Ha 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 ha. It was kind of this like awkward joke. But then, you know, Willow's just like, at least he's in jail where he belongs. Yeah. So, so at like, least that yay, guy got... they like sent a they sent um a child abuse. A criminal, to yeah, to prison. One hopes um, prison. Mm-hmm. And uh, Xander has some shit to unpack in himself, it sounds like. <laughs> Will that be yeah. addressed? Probably not. But mm-hmm. uh, that was a good episode. It, it mm-hmm. and Oh, and then Buffy gets to actually have her fun weekend with her actual yeah, non-nightmare and then, yeah, dad. Yeah, her, her dad it. shows up, who's, you know, and he's clearly delighted to see her. Yeah. And um, they get... They get in the car and drive away into the, you know, into the afternoon sun, essentially. Yes. All, so much of this episode happens during one school day. It's yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. Like a lot goes on. Like uh, how much chaos can happen during one like eight, seven or eight hour period. Of yeah. Time. That's on the hell mouth. That's how it be sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So at this point, um, we just have two more episodes left in this season. Um, cool. So, and I don't remember if it's a two-part kind of finale situation. I think it probably is because I'm hoping that it is because we really need to see more of the master before the last forty-five minutes of season one. Yeah. Um. Uh. But it sounds like you're feeling like better about Buffy in general. I am feeling bu- better, better, better about yeah. Buffy in general. I'm feeling, mm-hmm. like I said, more like it's a show I want to watch. Uh, understand why people like it, etc. Um, yeah, I, I just want to see the, the, especially the women on the show have actual agency. And so as Buffy, mm-hmm. Buffy needs to be a more likable character for me. Cause so far I haven't been particularly interested in her narrative and mm-hmm. I am, I'm starting to like Buffy the person a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm, I'm invested in seeing what happens to her, uh, and in seeing Willow eventually become a lesbian. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's, that's the whole the reason th- for watching the show. <laughs> Yeah, it gets gay eventually. I'll watch anything mm-hmm. if it gets gay eventually. Then, of course, it gets bury your gays, which is not great. But yeah. Um, but anyway, um, so let's do superlatives. Did you have? Uh, well, we already talked about who was the hottest, and it's yeah, Miss Calendar. Calendar. She was wicked Absolutely. hot. She's got like one of those sharp, kind of vaguely uh, mm-hmm. Mediterranean-looking faces, uh, and mm-hmm. like dark eyebrows, dark hair, sick fucking nineties mm-hmm. Trinity leather jacket. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Techno pagan, very matrixy. Uh, yeah, very she's good. she's gorgeous. She's and a, gorgeous and a cool character. Yeah, and a cool. Um, character. did you have a best worst dressed? Mm, 
I there was an episode that we had some debate over where Buffy walked on screen and I said, <laughs> "What are you wearing?" And Wendy said, "And oh, I, I was just like, I kind of like it." <laughs> I did not. I don't like chunky shoulder straps. I don't think there's any place for them. I think mm-hmm. something needs to have reasonable straps if it's going to be a tank top and not okay. straps that are like four fingers wide. Yeah, so Buffy, so that that is my best worst dressed because I kind of like it and I think I wore an outfit similar to that. So Buffy comes out in this like black um like velvet like matching tops and shorts kind of thing where it's yeah. like a tank top sort of or it's like a sleeveless top and like little shorts and it's just black velvet with like yeah. some kind of floral design I on it. I think it was a skirt. I thought it was like a mid-calf skirt. Oh, it might have been a it might have been a skirt. I thought it was shorts, but And then also like pleather platform. Maybe it was boot. a skirt. If you know what, it was the 90s, it was probably it could have a been a skort. It was almost definitely a skort. Ah, skort. Especially, I have to say, like, if I if I were a vampire slayer in this period, I definitely skorts would have been my wardrobe staple because you've got you want to look cute, but you still have to be able to do those high kicks. Yeah, totally. Yeah, you, you can't wear a regular skirt. Um, mm-hmm. So it was probably a skort. I mean, uh, you can, but it'll ride up as soon as you start fighting. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You, you probably ought um, not to if you are a vampire yeah. hunter who's also a teenage girl. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that is my Jesus. that is my best that, worst dress. Yeah, that um, one that one uh, really struck me. Mm-hmm. Did you have a best monster? Uh the uh the ugly man was probably my best monster. I did like okay. Techno Moloch. Um, yeah, he was hot. You oh you liked the robot Moloch? Yeah, I, I like. I mean, it was cheesy, but conceptually, I liked the robot Moloch. Okay. Uh, and then when okay. he was like, I actually like you, Willow, I would have been like, yeah, fine, hot. I definitely want to sleep like, with cool. a cyborg like, demon. Let me like, embrace my dark power. Yeah, no question um, do I want to fuck a cyborg demon. Like, <laughs> are you kidding me? That's my mm-hmm. type. That's my ideal body type is a uh, cyborg <laughs> uh, demon. Um, yeah, the, the, I think the, my the, best monster was probably Moloch in the, that very beginning little snippet where it's like a flashback to like 14th century or 13th century Italy yeah. or something like that. Um, yeah, Simon, don't do that. Ugh. Cat mischief at the foot. Ow. Ow. <laughs> His claws are so long and sharp. Simon. Cats. <laughs> it's got like it like fish hooked in my oh, thumb by ow. a cat claw. Anyway, um, yeah, I think uh, he's the co- my favorite monster makeup for, uh, so far for sure. That very... The, the way that demon looks in that very beginning scene. Totally, really yeah. Good. It's a little bit, a little bit higher budget. Cool. Like a good, bit. good practical effects. Yes, totally. Uh, the clown um, was also a very uh, effective and scary. That was actually, I lied. The clown was my favorite monster because it was actually okay. the scariest monster on the show. Like the mm-hmm. clown makeup looked like it, it wasn't cheesy because it was just a mm-hmm. human with makeup on. And so that's what made it scarier than some of the, uh, okay. some of the practical monsters um, mm-hmm. for me personally yeah i love a, i personally I, I love a practical monster and and oh, i totally. love um monster makeup um but i think the vampires in this show look so dumb they look really it's fucking like dumb my yeah. my least favorite thing about this show is the way the vampires look when they're all vamped out yeah it looks um, really dumb. it's just not um it's just not to my taste but i do like some of the demon makeup and that that one was really good yeah moloch's makeup was really good moloch and the clown and the mm-hmm. uh the ugly man were all legitimately good scary monsters to me mm-hmm. good scary horror monsters sure. um those were three i feel like all three of these episodes even though the puppet was dumb were like mm-hmm. especially the nightmare one and the moloch one were like actual were like actual horror episodes of this show mm-hmm. too um like little micro horror stories as opposed to kind of goofy mm-hmm. goofy romps uh like i mean they were goofy shenanigans romps. Yeah. they were wacky shenanigans don't get me wrong but uh, mm-hmm. it felt more like like there was an element of horror to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the stakes felt higher. Yes, totally. Hot stakes, vampires, mm-hmm. Buffy vampires. Yeah. Ha 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 ha. Um, did you have a best one liner? God, I wish I remembered. I need to start writing them down. I know, I, me too. I don't. I don't think there was anything that really jumped out at me though. No, me neither. There was one or two things that people said that I laughed very. I mean, the the thing about getting eaten, the uh, uh, being oh, touchy feely. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Principal Snyder, you're right. The best yeah, Principal Snyder de- delivered all of the best dialogue in these, in episode mm-hmm. nine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. he he's really funny. Um, and then did you want to do most nineties moment? Because I think we're in agreement. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, the mm-hmm. most nineties moment was the whole time they were anything, any single thing they said about computers during the computer episode. Like especially <laughs> at the beginning, there's a whole like quippy back and forth between Giles and Miss Calendar about like mm-hmm. books versus computers and ah, computers are bad. No, books mm-hmm. are bad. 
Mm-hmm. Um, that was both very 90s and very dated and very, uh, yeah, just all the technology. It was just everything they said about emails. Like, that's not how it works. Mm-hmm. That's never yeah, how Buffy it's Yeah, Buffy refl- refers to emails as letters. Yeah, it's like, it, could you track the letter? The e-letter, uh, which was very funny. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that was the most nineties moment was, uh, everything they said about technology Mm -hmm. in, cause it's one of those things where we're talking about with the ring where it makes it Mm -hmm. almost an accidental period piece. Mm -hmm. This one just makes it because it's Buffy and it's not really, um, I think it's really going for the same effect. Yeah, just a little, because it's campy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it it makes it, I mean, it's, it's definitely an accidental period piece, but it's also just very, uh, very Mm -hmm. corny. (laughs) Yeah, corny and a little bit dated. Yeah, watch it. I mean, the the Matrix is in many ways too, right? Like when, when Mm -hmm. I watch the Matrix now and they're like the fucking guy at the beginning and Neo's like dealing cyber floppy disks with programs and stuff. It's all very like (laughs) 90s hacker, techno pagans and floppy disks and e-letters. Mm-hmm. Did you ever have to turn in a project on a floppy disk in school? No, because I think by the time I got to any schooling where I would have to like turn in a project, uh, mm-hmm. floppy disks were no longer the mode. Um, mm-hmm. I think when I was in elementary school is when CDs became more uh, ubiquitous. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think I, I turned in projects on floppy disks all the way through uh, junior high. Wild. Yeah, or just printed, but often we would turn things in on floppy disks. Yeah, I don't remember ever doing I mean, maybe I did. Maybe I, I, I know I took some sort of computer class in middle school, so maybe we did, but I don't really remember. Mm-hmm. What I remember from that class is learning how to solder and... Uh, oh, cool. Do, I, I mean, never we, learned how to solder in school. We did, a, we did a separate little, it was like a tech work class, and we learned how to solder. We learned oh, how to build little mm-hmm. circuits Yeah, and we stuff. had like an applied technology class that mm-hmm. was an elective in middle school. I think that's what basically mm-hmm. this was. It was like gotcha. Um, there was like computers and learning how to type, and then there was also like uh, simple engineering and building circuits, mm-hmm. which was fun. Yeah. All right. Wholesome, wholesome we, education. Uh, what's should that? Ra- should I said wholesome education. Yeah. Should, we, should uh, we wrap this one up? Wrap this let's bad boy do up. It. This bad bad as you referred to it last time. This bad little boy up. <laughs> um, although it's really not that much littler than our normal boys. No, it's not. Uh, you can find us. Thanks for listening to our program. Uh, you can find us on social media on Instagram and Facebook at No Exit Podcast. You can email us at noexitpodcast at gmail.com. Please reach out. Let us know what you think about Vamp- Buffy the Vampire Slayer. If you're also a person who watched Buffy for the first time as an adult, uh, I would love to hear about your experience uh, as another per- as one of the like five living millennials who has no nostalgia at all attached to Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> um, and you should reach out if you've eaten a Tombstone pizza in the last 15 years, if you've gotten stuck at a Sonic drive through uh, if you are or are related to or in adjacent to Aesop Rock. Mm-hmm. If, you if have, you're a grappling hookologist. If you're a grappling hookologist, if you um, have your own if scary you have, stories. Yes, definitely send us your scary stories, but also love to hear what kind of shenanigans you got up to when you were not being supervised as a child. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's right. I want to hear about all the times you almost died uh, because, nope, somebody who should have been supervising you wasn't uh, when you were a child. Uh, if you if you almost killed your kid and they're fine now, also would love to hear those stories. Yeah, we'd love to hear that too. Yeah, uh, if it was, you know, if it was a, a genuine accident and they're fine now, we'd love to hear about mm-hmm. it. Uh, or if you were the kid on the other side of that. Um, mm-hmm. Thanks for that. Thanks to Travel Kit for our theme song. Uh, you can find them on the internet at travel underscore kit underscore music. When I was listening to the last mm-hmm. Buffy episode, we were plugging a March show for them. Uh, and it just made me really <laughs> nostalgic for the, the before times uh, mm-hmm. when you could go to shows. <laughs> Remember concerts? Yeah. Um, those will be back maybe in like a year or so. Um. So yeah, send us your... If any of us are left. If any of us are left. Uh, if you've done anything <laughs> particularly spooky or uh, uh, on-brand noteworthy-wise for during quarantine, which is a very spooky time, let us know. Um, mm-hmm. Let us know what yeah. you're up to. Yeah, noexitpodcast at gmail.com. That's... Um, we are on the Stick Poke Prod Network. We sure are. Thanks for reminding me. Uh, we are sure <laughs> on the Stick Poke Prod Network. Uh, you can check out uh, other shows on the network, including the, uh, I think, maybe permanently hiatus by the grace of pod. Hot. Hot. But also uh, several members of that pod are working on something new that Aaron says is quite good. Um, and I trust him. So we'll see. 
uh, High Hopes, though, and I have mm-hmm. a podcast. It's called If It's Gay, We Play, and we talk about queer identity and video games, except for this week, we ended up the whole, talking the whole episode about uh, uh, po- uh, deceased lesbian playwright Sarah Kane and uh, her place in the queer canon. So uh, we go off on on other sort of queer theory heavy topics that we try to make funny and accessible. Cool. Well, that's it for our program today. Thanks for our program. Our program. Thanks for um, listening. Thanks for listening and don't turn out the lights. Don't turn out the lights. Goodbye. Goodbye.